Let's welcome all those watching online today. We just thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we just always count it an honor when you take time to watch this ministry and to watch this broadcast. And we just want to encourage you, if you're ever in our area, please stop in, be our guest. It's one thing to watch online, but it's on a whole another level to watch it in person, to be here in person, to experience it. Today we're going to talk about uh, I Can't Stop My Joy. Turn to your neighbor and say, joy to the world, in your best Clark Griswold voice. How many are excited for Christmas? Yeah. How many you say, Pastor, it's been a tough year. I know, I know. You know, and sometimes it's not always been the easiest times, and sometimes it's hard to get up for Christmas. But can I just give you just a quick reminder? How many remember Christmas 2020? Anybody remember that? I think we have a picture of Christmas 2020. Anybody look at this Christmas of 2020 reminder here? Face mask Christmases, yeah, there you go. The face mask nativity scene. Kind of sums it all up, right? It's, it's hard, it's not easy, we can forget how, how bad we had just even two years ago. And so just think about how far we've come in two years and God is bringing us out. We survived. We survived the great quarantine and germs and the COVID and all that. And it was a lot of things happened. I know there's a lot of loss that happened, but we've, we've been able to grow and God's been able to reestablish us. And I just want to remind you that we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be thankful for. And it's easy sometimes to think about the loss and not think about the gain. It's easy to think about the loss and not to remember the blessing. Uh, some holiday seasons are more difficult than others. Some holiday seasons just are really a challenge, Pastor. I get it. We may not have a problem celebrating Jesus, but sometimes it's, it's hard to celebrate the season. I don't have a hard time celebrating Jesus, Pastor. I get it. But sometimes we just have a hard time getting into the spirit of Christmas. Ever been there? And you know, look at this statement. You can find joy in the season because there is joy in the reason. Now, isn't that good? You can find joy in the season because there's joy in the reason. Today, I want you to understand something that you can have the joy of Christmas in your life. The Christmas story has a prelude. How many times do we skip right past the prelude of the Christmas story? We want to go right to Mary and Joseph, but we, we skip right past the, the thought of Zechariah and Elizabeth. This is kind of a cool story because it, it goes right along and prepares the coming of Jesus. As they prepare for the coming of the new Messiah, the prelude was that John the Baptist, remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist was also conceived just a few months earlier. And so I want to look at this story, part of the story, because Zechariah and Elizabeth are found in, in the Gospel of Luke. You'll find where their story and Mary and Joseph's story are just intertwined. Like it starts off talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth, and it goes to Joseph and, and Mary, and then it goes back to Zechariah and Elizabeth, and back to Joseph and Mary. It, this whole story is intertwined, but as we get into the Christmas season, many times we skip right past it. So I want us to hone in today and pull some things out of this part of the story of Christmas. Uh, Luke's gospel is, is talks about a priest by the name of Zechariah. 
him and his wife Elizabeth had been trying to conceive for many years. The Bible says they had grown old in their age and had never conceived a child. And, and Zach was a priest. And one of the cool things about the story was that it says that he won the priest lottery. And what that meant was he got to go to Jerusalem and light the candles in the temple. It was something that it was like the biggest honor that any priest could have. Any priest being selected, that was what they lived for. I mean, they, 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 had, to, they had to put their name in, and then they had to draw for those. And if you won it, it was like you hit the lotto for a priest. I mean, it was a big, big deal. And so he goes to Jerusalem to light the candles in the temple. And while he's there lighting the incense, lighting the candles in the temple, he hears a voice from the Lord. And an angel appears to Zechariah. Isn't that what just happened to Mary and Joseph just a few months later? But first of all, he appears to Zechariah. And let's pick a story up in verse 13 and 15 of Luke chapter 1. Let's read it together. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have the great, you will have great what? Let's say it together. You will have great joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be a great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or any alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And so today we see this prelude happening here, that the same thing was said about Jesus. The same thing was said about John was also said about Jesus. A few months later, the the angel appears to Mary, and then she appears to Joseph. Don't be afraid. Remember that? He goes to the angels on the hills. On this day, I bring you tidings of great joy. And so this is something significant when we see the angel appearing now as the prelude of Jesus is getting ready to happen. He says, Zach, don't be afraid. I bring you seasons of great joy. And so today, if you want to walk in this great joy, number one, I want you to write this down. Rejoice, learn to rejoice in God's promises. You got to learn to rejoice in the promises of God. Now, I want you to look at some of these letters from Santa. I saw and see if you can, don't you love children writing to Santa at Christmas time? Look at some of these letters. Let's read them together. I don't want, I like this bit. I don't want all the other nine things on the list I sent to my father, my dad, you know. I only want the puppy. Every time I think about not getting a puppy, it makes me sadder and sadder. I just want the little puppy. Just one is all I'm asking for. Can you hear the despair in this little girl's voice? It's one little puppy. Perhaps a Labradoodle a German shepherd, or a husky. Thank you if, big if here, I discover a puppy in a box under the tree. Isn't that, isn't that great? I, I saw this one, it made me laugh right here. This little boy says on his list, Santa, I want GTA 5. I just want to play with the cars, not the hookers. I thought that was a good one right there, Santa. <laughs> Someone's asking for an adult game. Okay, all right, even adults shouldn't be playing with, right? All right, okay. Look at this last one here. <laughs> dear Santa, how are you? How are your reindeer? If you cannot buy what I want, 
take it easy on yourself, big guy. <laughs> take it easy on yourself. Just give me tens and ones of money. <laughs> this, I think this is a role for my, my children. You know, as they get grown up, dad, just, just bend on me. Just cash at me this Christmas. I'm good, you know. This, this kid's got to figure it out. You know, kids get excited about Christmas. Kids get really excited about their Christmas list. Kids get excited about the presents at Christmas. Can I tell you that only kids should get excited, but we should get excited about the promises of God. We should get excited and have emotion about the promises of God in our life. The angel says to Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. What a comforting statement. What a way to be addressed from the Lord. Hey, Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. And today, let me be God's messenger to you. God has seen your tears and God has heard your cry. God has heard your prayer today. You are heard by God. You are valued by God. God sees you and you mean something to him today. I want you to know God has not forgotten you. God sees you. He goes, you will have a son. And Zechariah asked, how can it be? Uh, how can I be sure that you're telling the truth? I mean, the God sends an angel to tell him he's going to have a son. And Zechariah, of all people, he should have known. I mean, remember Abraham and Sarah? He was a priest. He would have been required to study the scripture and understand the story of Abraham and Sarah and what God did in their old age when he promised them a son. And so when God shows an angel the promise Zechariah the same thing, and he says, I'm really doubting this, you can imagine God's response to this. God, God was not happy with the fact that Zechariah was questioning him. And if God promises it to you, it will happen. I want you to hear that today. If God has a promise for you, it will happen. God is the God who forgives. It will happen. You are truly forgiven. If he says, I'll give you my grace, his grace is sufficient for you. If he says, I'm going to give you my mercy, his mercy is exactly what you need. If he says, I love you unconditional, his love is overwhelming you today. If he says, I'll take care of your needs, I will provide for you. If he says this, that I will multiply your giving back, you can hang on to every promise that God gives to you and I. If he says, I will wipe away your tears. If he says, I'll draw close to those who are brokenhearted. If I'll draw close to those who are mourning, you can hold on to the promise. The angel said, you won't be able to speak, Zach. Zechariah, you won't be able to speak until what I said comes to pass. Because he doubted God's promise, God allowed his mouth to be shut and he was not allowed to speak. He couldn't speak if he wanted to. His voice had immediate laryngitis. He could open his mouth, but nothing would come out. Don't doubt the promises of God. Because he doubted the promises of God, his mouth had to become silent. When life is hard, it's hard to see past our pain, isn't it? Even for a priest, even for those in ministry, even for those who know the Bible, know the scripture. Today, I don't care where you're at on the spectrum, whether you're a brand new Christian or whether you've been a Christian for many, many years, life can be hard. And when life is hard, it's easy to forget the promises of God. This Christmas, I want you to hang on to the promises of God in your life. The promise of his presence. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Yo, I will be with you always until the ends of the earth. 
He promised he would send his spirit. He promised today that he was, we would spend eternity with him. If I go away, man, I'm going to return for you one day. In my father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't tell you this is what he said. We have been promised eternity with Jesus. We have been promised that his presence would never leave us. We have been promised that he would walk with us through every trial, through every promise, through every happy moment, through every sad moment. He is not leaving us. I may not have the Christmas spirit, but listen up. You have the Holy Spirit today. And you got to let you realize that because I don't have, may not be in the Christmas spirit, all I got to remember is this, that I've already been filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit can begin to do a work on the inside of me this Christmas that will restore joy, that will restore hope, that will restore the promises of God in my life. Zacharias means God remembers. That's what his name means. God remembers. You may not feel this, but I want you to know, you may feel forgotten, but God remembers. You may have forgotten what you prayed for, but God remembers. You may have forgotten what brings you joy, but God remembers. You may have forgotten what you're good at, but God remembers. You may have forgotten the value of your life and the purpose of your life and the worth of your life, but God remembers. God remembers today. And number two, if you want to walk in joy this Christmas, you got to rejoice. Learn to rejoice with others. Last week we talked about don't be a critic, be a cheerleader. Listen, there's something to this. It breaks a spirit in your life when you learn to rejoice with others. If you don't feel like you have anything in your life right now rejoicing worth rejoicing about, rejoice with somebody else. Rejoice with somebody else's miracle. Rejoice with somebody else's answered prayer. Rejoice with somebody else's blessing. Rejoice what God's doing around you. Rejoice. Why? Because it breaks me out of my cycle of feeling sorry for myself and gets my eyes on the one who is my deliverer, who is my promise. He is my rock. He is my salvation. He is my joy. It's easy to get past. So look, look at the story now in Luke 158. Now, when talking about Elizabeth and Zechariah, when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, what happened? Everyone rejoiced. Let's say it together. Everyone rejoiced. One more time. Everyone rejoiced. Everyone rejoiced at her blessing. When they found out that she was pregnant and the angels prophesied to them, everyone rejoiced. The more you share the joy, the more joy you're going to have. If you are struggling to find joy this season, find someone to help. Find someone to do something nice for. Find someone to, to, to just bless this Christmas, and it will get the thought off of you and your problems. And as you help somebody else pass their problems, all of a sudden you realize, you know what? My problems aren't as significant as they used to be. My problems aren't as hard as they used to be. My problems don't mean as much as they used to. I'm helping somebody else through them. And while you're ministering to them, God will minister to you. This is what you got to believe today. Listen, when we, who gets the greatest joy when we benefit, when we help people? Next Sunday, we're going to take up a big offering. 
We're going we're gonna to pass out green envelopes and ask you to put green back in it, some cash. And we're going to help a lot of kids that foster kids at Christmas who really need a break right now, who really just need to know someone loves them and it's something as simple as giving them a Christmas gift at Christmas to open up their home. We're going to help kids with the Boys and Girls Club who, same thing, who just need someone to, to step up and be there for them. We'll be helping families at one of our local schools as well. Why? Because we, we believe it's what Jesus wants us to do. And we want to bless somebody else. And who gets the benefit from that? The kids who open it, are they getting the greatest benefit of that? The families we help out at Christmas, the, those who came and got a, a brand new tree this Christmas at our Destiny Deck the Halls, who's the greatest beneficiary? I'm telling you, it's not those who received the gifts. It's those who gave the gifts are the ones who benefit the most. I want you to know, even Jesus said it very clearly in Scripture, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so that's why, let me just be honest with you, we have a church full of messed up people. Look at your neighbor and say, congratulations, you belong here. We have a church full of people with problems. We have a church full of, we're just real people. We're struggling at some times. We all go through things in different seasons in our life. But you want to know why people walk in this church and feel the joy of the Lord? You want to know why people walk in this church and God's Spirit is here? You want to know why people walk in this church and give their heart to Jesus? You want to know why people walk in this church and feel loved and accepted? It's because people just like you are giving to people, giving to children. You're feeding children around the world every day because of your sacrificial giving. We're going to bless a lot of children this Christmas, and it creates a spirit of blessing, a spirit of love has reached out to our church because of your gracious giving. We all have a part of this. Because of what we do, it releases joy in the atmosphere. Listen, you can't, have you ever given a kid a gift? You can't help but smile and rejoice. It just happens. It's, so listen, we're going to release a lot of joy in the atmosphere next week. We're going to release a lot of joy. And then number three, write this down, the last thing today. I want you to rejoice in grace. Rejoice in grace. Remember, Zechariah couldn't talk, right? He said, you won't talk until this thing comes to pass. I think God was on to something right here. Can I just be honest with you? He says, your, your wife's going to be pregnant with the son, Zechariah. How can this be? He doubts what the Lord is saying to him through the angel. And he says, because of your doubt, your mouth's going to be shut. You won't be able to speak until after it has come to pass. And sometimes I think we rush past through this, Pastor Tom, because I think there's a lot of dads, a lot of men who can learn something. That when your wife's pregnant, sometimes it's just best to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> just, just learn, right? Come on, you can eat a man for an organ player. He's, I'm living it, Pastor. There's a lot of wisdom right there. Yes, honey, whatever you need. Yes, you're right, honey. Whatever. You're always right, honey. Yes. But now it's time. The baby's been born. It's time to name the child. A week has passed. Now, we name our children as soon as they're born on the certificate, but then they would wait. The tradition was to wait like a week later, and then they would have this big uh, naming celebration and reveal the name to the family. And now the name of the child is, is time. The week has passed. 
And Elizabeth says, we're going to name him John. And his family hates it. Not John. There's nobody in your family named John. What do you, he's got to be Zechariah after his dad. He's got to keep the family name going. And everybody hates it. That's why it's best to keep your name to yourself until it's already official so nobody can argue with you, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, somebody's either going to steal your name when you put it out there too soon on social media, or they're going to tell you, listen, their opinion don't matter. It's what, what does it matter to you, right? We picked it. That's our name. And God had already told him, I'm going to bless you with a son, and I want you to name his name John. And look at the story. His family's getting upset. Let's pick it up now in verse 63 through 65. And they're like, what's going on? She wants to name him John. And they look over at Zechariah, and he can't speak, so look what happens. So, so Zechariah, he motioned, bring me a writing tablet. And to everyone's surprise, he wrote down, his name is John. I just kind of imagine that's what he did. His name is John. I'm like, I can imagine this hitting that writing tablet really hard. Underline, he probably underlined John right there. His name is John. And instantly, Zechariah could now speak again. And he began praising God. And all fell upon the whole neighborhood. And the news of what had happened spread throughout the hills. Now today, I don't want you to gaze past this. If you're asleep today, you better wake up and understand what has just happened before our very eyes. That something miraculous has just happened. Sometimes, listen to me. One time, he had already doubted God, and he went through a season when he lost his voice. He went through a season when God had taken his voice from him because he doubted God. But once he said, his name is John, he was going back and saying, I am holding to the promise of God. And once he remembered the promise of God and said, let it be, let the promise of God be, what was not able to speak is now able to speak. Where there was once no sound, now there was praising coming out. Where there was once no volume, there is now a loud cry coming out. Come on now, you got to understand something. As you stand to your feet today, I want you to understand something. The enemy may have taken your voice for a short season. The enemy may have came to you and tried to steal out your voice. But when you remember the promises of God, when you begin to speak the promises of God, there is a new thing that happens to your life. There's something new that's released over your life. It says, in all... It says an all fill the land, an all fill the neighborhood. Listen, there's an all that needs to fill your neighborhood this Christmas. God wants an all to fill your family. God wants an all to fill your family. It says they went throughout the place. So the question I have for you now is this. What are you you going to do this Christmas? Who will you bring to the house this Christmas? What promise will you hold to? This is a promise of Christmas. I've got to get people to the house. Come on now, let's make it a a challenge to us. Let's fill the house this Christmas. We got three different big services coming up. Let's get people here. Let's fill the house. Let's let them hear the awe of Christmas. Let's let them experience the joy of Christmas. Let's let them hear the promise of Christmas. People need to be in awe. It says there was an awe throughout the neighborhood. And then it says they went out on the hills and they began to proclaim the goodness of God. 
Listen, worry who are you going to proclaim God to? Who are you bringing this Christmas? Who are you going to bring this Christmas? Who are you going to bring this Christmas? Come on, let's bring it. Fill the house with people who need to hear that Jesus has hope for them this Christmas. They went out and they began to sing it. They went out over the hills and they began to tell people about the goodness of God. They went out and began to tell people that God loves them. They went out and began to tell people that the goodness of God was here. So today, who are you going to tell? I think it's time that we go throughout the hills of the four-state area. And we go out through our neighborhoods and we let people know that God is still God and his promises are still for them. And there is joy and hope this Christmas. Let's go out to the hills and let's spread it everywhere. The hope of Christmas.